I am so excited to bring to my listeners today another local charity spotlight. It has been a challenging time for so many of us during lockdowns, following COVID rules and parameters and all of the fear and anxiety that comes along with it. One thing that always picks me up and brightens my day is when I can speak with a member of our community that really stands up for what they believe in, puts their personal agenda aside, and is determined to make the quality of life that much better for locals who are in desperate need of help, change, or resources. Today's guest is Amanda Brayett of Women's Place, and in the couple of times that we spoke leading up to this interview, I could tell that she would have a profound impact on me, on vulnerable members of Niagara's community, and on anyone listening in. I am so happy she could join us today. And without further ado, let me introduce you to you, Amanda. Hi, Brad, how are you? I'm excellent. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I'm so happy to, to pick up these uh, charity spotlights and, and thrilled to speak with you. Uh, let me just say that uh, getting to know you briefly in our previous couple of conversations has been wonderful and a real highlight of my week and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. I wanted to say thank you to you as well for shining a light on local organizations, trying to do their part to help community members. It's, it's really important, especially now. Um, so thank you for all that you're doing, Brad, to bring about awareness. Absolutely, this is uh, what, I, what I take the most pride in and what means the most to me. And uh, it's because of organizations like Women's Place that put me in the position and, and make me want to do things a little bit differently. So I'm going to jump right into some questions for you. I want to really get to know you and Women's Place, but I thought it'd be really nice for listeners to hear a bit about you. So if you could tell me a little bit about yourself, maybe about how representing our vulnerable sector in the community came natural to you and how working for Women's Place has impacted your life. Sure. Um, so I'm somebody who cares very deeply for others and I believe in showing compassion and respect and for this reason I've devoted my career to helping others and not-for-profit uh, through my fundraising role. So um, I want to do my part to make sure that community members have access to services they need to help them. I'm also a mother of two children and I think it's important to model caring and supporting others so they'll continue along this path in their careers or through volunteering. I've been working with Women's Place for the past six years, and I must say that my experience with this organization has impacted my life in a big way. Although I've always been an advocate for women's rights and the fact that everybody should be free from abuse, I quickly realized how much more prevalent abuse was than I ever had before. People that I know through my um, association had reached out and shared with me that they have been victims of abuse. Or, or that they currently are, and I've had people very close to me who have used our services. This motivated me more than ever to do my part to make sure that there was always a safe place for women and children to turn and always services to help support them build their lives free from abuse. Also, um, I've had the privilege to work with some of the best people. We have such an amazing dedicated team working for Women's Place, but that also extends out. We have the best volunteers, donors, partners, and stakeholders, and I've met some of the best people. Uh, they're all committed to making a difference in our community. People trust me with their donations to make a difference, to help protect women and children and help change and even save lives. I mean, if you've worked with me, I've likely said I have the best job in the world, and I truly feel that way because I feel like I have a gift that I can 
I can connect people with our organization and just make our community a better and safer place for people to work, live, and play. That's really amazing. I love what you said about modeling. Uh, that's a big part of my life, and I have you know, certain model figures in my life. And uh, I, I do see you as being an excellent model, not only to your children, but to the community. And I think people will see that as we go along through this interview, but it's, it's so important. And I'm sure you've had those models in place for you. And your organization will act as a model as well um, on how to treat people, how to care for people, and how to really think deeply about uh, problems at hand. Absolutely. So, I'm going to jump into Women's Place from there and just tell me uh, if you can a little bit more about Women's Place and the populations that it serves. Sure. So Women's Place mission is to stop abuse and violence against women and children by providing safety through our shelters, counseling, education, advocacy, and community partnerships. Women's Place has two shelters, one in Niagara Falls, Nova House, and one in uh, Welland Serenity Place. We also have a 24-hour phone and support line, counseling for women and children, legal and transitional housing support. And it's important to know that our services are completely free and confidential, whether someone lives in our shelter or not. Uh, unfortunately, abuse does not discriminate. So that means that our services are open to all women and children, despite economic status or education. We've had some really well-off people who are highly educated um, stay in our shelter. So I think when people think, well, it's nobody that they know, unfortunately it is. With the stat of one in three women will experience some type of abuse in their lifetime, you likely do know somebody who has experienced abuse. So, I mean, it, it could be anybody that you care about. So that's why it's important to get information out about our services and to provide support in the way that you can. That's a really staggering figure and um, definitely puts a lump in my throat. Uh, so I told you prior to doing this interview that sometimes I like to keep things fresh so that I'm learning uh, on the job and, and, and hearing that figure um, is, is something that I hope has people check out Women's Place um, and kind of look deeper into figures like that and understanding that and uh, what we have in front of us is not always the norm, even if it's a, a, you know, a friendly family or, or scenario or environment, uh, it could be your next door neighbor, right? From there, I'm going to jump into uh, how Women's Place is funded and where would donations from our community go? Hopefully some people are compelled to look into and to donate and they like to know where that money goes. And then maybe something, uh, some things that Niagara's residents can do uh, with or without a donation, maybe that's uh, a change in their frame of mind and, and a shift in their thinking. Yes, so Women's Place does receive about 70% of their funding from the Ministry of Social Services, which leaves an approximate gap of $550,000 a year that we must fundraise just to meet and um, maintain the services that we currently have. So monetary donations support women and children living in our shelters, making sure that they receive all of their basic needs, whether that be food, personal hygiene items, clothing, and even supports our counseling services. There are other ways to provide a financial support by considering becoming a monthly donor, hosting a third party fundraiser, it could be as small as a garage sale or as large as planning a, a, a larger scale event. We accept donations, somebody can consider accepting donations in lieu of an anniversary or birthday uh, gifts. They could participate in our events or other third parties that people are hosting on behalf of us. And we even encourage people to consider remembering Women's Place in their will. 
Unfortunately, at this time, we have suspended all physical donations due to the pandemic. However, we would typically accept donations of small household items to help women start in their new homes, uh, personal hygiene items, non-perishable food, new toys, and new clothing. Other ways people can help besides gifts of money or items is following us on our social media, uh, sharing our posts to help further raise awareness. Uh, don't be in a bit an innocent bystander. If you are aware of abuse, call for help or connect them with our services. Check in on your friends and family during this time. It's it's a very scary time right now and, and that every everybody's at home. So that means for women and children who are experiencing abuse, they're now trapped at home with their abusers. They're not going to work, they're not going to school, nobody's able to check in on them. They don't have the uh, ability to make that phone call to, to reach out for help. So it's important to check in on those that you love. And finally, educate others and your children, teach them about healthy relationships. And, and one day, wouldn't it be great if we can live without having to worry about abuse when people just respected one another and, and didn't hurt one another. I love that comment on, uh, on educating uh, our youth and educating people and not shying away from what a healthy relationship looks like. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can work that into um, maybe some social workers into the schools and that kind of thing. That would be really great um, just to hear that over and over again in different ways. And as we mature and as kids mature and get into their first relationships, um, I think that would be really, really helpful. And it's something that we can't take for granted. And, and it might just be uh, that modeling again um, in one way shape or form to see that and to see what a healthy relationship looks like and to know what's out there and to know that uh, you'll benefit both sides from that healthy relationship so much more than the opposite. It is really important Brad and in fact we have a staff person that would virtually offer that service or you know in person when it's safe to do so is to do just that go out and do the public education piece teach you know our young youth because sometimes that's when they're in their first relationships about healthy relationships because sometimes they either haven't seen it or pop culture might not you know indicate what is actually healthy but it is really important because it would be great to be more preventative than you know reactive right so i completely agree yeah and if abuse has happened in the home uh you might not even know it's ingrained in your system and, and you may say that you would never follow that same pattern, but it's, it's uh, deeply entrenched into your upbringing and it's been justified and made to be okay or tolerable in one way, shape or form. And you need to unlearn a lot of that in order to, to step into something healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just, this next question is a little bit of a heavy hitter, um, but uh, I did want to jump into this. Uh, the reason I asked this question is because, again, I did learn a lot in those uh, two calls that we had just kind of touching base and, and me getting to know you. Um, uh, what are some assumptions that people make about women's place or about the population that you serve that you might be able to dispel or clarify some of that? Um, I just feel like not just people thinking that it's not happening, but what are some, maybe some smaller, some more intricate details that you can share with us that, that might break some of those um, misconceptions? Yeah, I'm really glad you asked this question um, for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, you have the hashtag still here in Niagara and part of that campaign uh, really generated from the fact that we do believe there's a misconception right now that we're not open. There's so much closed right now that our shelters aren't open. And, and that of course is, 
is definitely not the case. We are open, willing, ready to help women and children get out of the situation that they're in. Uh, we know that gender-based violence has increased by 30% for a number of reasons during this time, and it's more important than ever to get that message out. We also know that sometimes women are not leaving during this time because they're also in fear of bringing their, themselves or their families into a communal living amidst a, a pandemic. And we want to make sure that the message is out there that we are following the protocols and it is safe to be here. It's safer here than, than in your homes and to, to reach out for help during this time. But I mean, some things that I learned even when I first came here is that abuse comes in all ages. I mean, there's elderly abuse and sometimes it's the parents abusing the children. We've had, you know, young, young women reach out um, and, and use our services on their own. And, and it just, it does not discriminate. And I think that was kind of the big yeah. eye opener um, when I joined and maybe for some other people through conversations that they've realized is it can happen to anybody. I remember you mentioning to me um, just some of the different forms of abuse and, and uh, some things that I never really thought about that were eye opening for me was on the cyber level or on the digital level and um, having that it's it's eerie and it and it and it brings a you know and uh just knowing that it happens but if uh people monitoring and your abuser monitoring what you're doing even more so and i think that that probably gets exaggerated uh or that gets worse uh, as we're at home in these stay-at-home orders um you're right to expand on that yeah, no, of course. I think, you know, even though we've done a hybrid of our, our services and done in a, a virtual format, that is an element of risk for women to reach out through text or on their tablets for counseling or safety planning, because if it is being monitored, then that puts them at further risk. But we do have, if you do visit our website, there's a quick hide button and it does take it out of your history. So, I mean, it can be really discreet and I mean, it, there's just so many different elements and, and things to consider, but we're, we do our best to make sure we're, you know, finding ways to eliminate these risks. But I mean, women just have to, they know, they know the situation and they're in best and that, and every woman is on, on their own journey and we'll meet them wherever they are in their journey and support them however they would like to be supported. No, I thank you for, for clarifying that. And, uh, like I said, really eye-opening. And I think that, you know, your ears is to all of that that's happening and you're getting new new forms of abuse that you, you wouldn't have even thought about five and 10 years ago um, that uh, are as uh, restricting and as threatening as, as physical sometimes, you know, to feel like you're confined like that is, is absolutely terrible. Tell me about some current initiatives of Women's Place. Uh, what are some future goals for Women's Place uh, when things go back to normal a bit more? Yeah, this is a great question too. So I initially thought of our frontline staff and, and how they're just pivoting their services and making sure that we're able to meet the needs of the women and children right now, whether that be, you know, changing up their bedrooms. So a lot of us are isolated in our homes right now, but if women and children are coming to our shelters, they're mostly isolated in their bedrooms. So we've made sure they have some things to entertain them, like a television, which they never had before in each of their bedrooms, a small refrigerator and, you know, a kettle and just like little things, a desk and chair for those that are doing virtual learning with us during this time. So I, of course, think of the frontline staff and then, 
I think about how, you know, we're changing all of our fundraising because our services are needed now more than ever, but our in-person events that we've relied on for years, we can't host. So actually this Saturday, uh, we will be launching for our first time a virtual 50-50 in support of Women's Place. So I encourage people to check that out. It's uh, womensplace5050.ca. And we normally would have a book riot event and it's a well-loved community event. It's been around longer than we've even been incorporated. And we've had to cancel for two years now. And we generally make $72,000, but we will be changing that into a mystery box book sale. Details will be to come, but we are just waiting for some, um, some of the restrictions to be lifted before we can move forward with that. And then last year, for the first time, we hosted a uh, monthly raffle calendar. So for the month of March, we will have every day in March, you'll be able to win a prize. It's a $10 calendar to buy in, and it, it also supports our services. So we're really excited to be moving forward in that manner. And then in terms of like our, I mean, I'm not even sure if you can hear this, but I'm in my office today and I have these trucks moving around outside. We're in the middle of a capital expansion to our Niagara Falls Shelter Nova House. So that started mid-March and we are going to be increasing our shelter capacity by 25% thanks to, um, you know, anonymous donors and estate gifts and, uh, I mean, we've, we've just been so thankful for the community who's been helping us with that and thankful also that during the stay at home order, our, our services are essential. So that means construction gets to continue. So yeah, we're going to be increasing the bed numbers and, and being able to help more women and children. So that's kind of our plans. It's hard to plan right now because you don't really know what's happening, but you know, that's, that's what we have in the works, Brad. That's why you never said knock it off during the virtual interview here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, if you can hear that. I closed the windows, but they, they're digging. You can feel it and hear it. And it's amazing because it's been in the works for, for over five years now. So it's nice to see it come to fruition. That's fantastic. No, I'm, I'm so, so pleased to hear that. And I know that uh, some people in, in Leaf Fever and hockey fans might be interested to know about uh, another drive that you have going and coming up uh, this summer and fall, uh, if you can expand on that a little bit. Yeah, we have a part, so it's kind of like a third party with um, Thundering Waters, who's been an amazing supporter of ours for years now, and they're always finding creative ways to help um, provide support to um, our shelters. So um, they approached us to see if we'd want to partner with them for their blue and white days, featuring some maple leaf greats. Our first one is coming up June the 6th, featuring Doug Gilmore. So um, they're selling the, the golfing and we're looking for sponsors to help support um, our charity. And they're also hosting a silent auction and, and um, proceeds to benefit Women's Place as well. So any of those golfers, hopefully the restrictions are lifted and we can get to golf by June the 6th. We've already bumped the date once, but I feel like that's just kind of the theme of the year. Be ready to adapt and, and change as you need to. And, and we're there. So um, we're open to new partnerships like the one that we have with Thundering Waters and we're very thankful for their ongoing partnership with us. But yeah, lots of exciting things coming up. Okay, and uh, as we wrap things up, well, we will be, uh, where can we find you uh, if you can just give us a feel for socials and your, uh, your online space, your website, and uh, where can we find you if we're looking for more information? Yeah, all of our information, the best spot to, to reach out is women's place SN for SouthNiagara.org, so .org, uh, and there you'll find all of our handles for our social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and our handle is at Women's Place SN. 
Uh, and there's information about all of our third party events and our agency events, including our upcoming 50-50 right on there. Uh, you can also find that at womensplace5050.ca. Amazing. Uh, Amanda, to, to sum things up, uh, first of all, just thanks so much for taking the time for explaining to uh, our listeners that uh, this, there is an issue at hand, that it doesn't quiet itself, um, that it is um, actually heightened as opposed to lessened uh, during our time staying at home. I think it's really important to understand that. You can't just assume that because you're locked inside by the government uh, that we uh, that things will get better. Uh, it, it, it in fact gets a lot worse and I think that uh, it's great to know that you're still open, your services are there for people, they are now expanding which is amazing and uh, I just wanted to re reiterate that I am just so happy to speak to people like you. Uh, you, you talked about models in the first answer, you're you know, instantly a model in my life. Uh, talking to people that do what you do, um, organizations uh, like Women's Place is the most meaningful thing I can be doing. It's uh, the best part of my week. It makes me a richer, fuller person. And uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, you are what motivates me to do things like this, to have these interviews, to have them with the next not-for-profit and to really um, get, uh, people understanding that uh, we have some people in need in Niagara and uh, if we can tune into that it'd be really great. Yeah once again Brad thank you so much for this opportunity. I think now more than ever it's really important that we get the message out there that we are open and available and um, and that women and children can reach out and, and access our services so thank you for the work that you're doing not just for women's place but for our community because you just don't know who might be watching this and it may you know, take us up on our offer and reach out and it may change their lives. So thank you so much. Yes. And if anybody has questions, uh, reach out uh, to myself, uh, reach out to Women's Place and uh, they'll have answers for you on their current drives. Uh, check out their socials uh, for you Leaf fans getting ready for your playoffs. Uh, I think it would be really great to meet and get some autographs from Doug Gilmore and Wendell Clark and the like. So see how you can support Women's Place and get that autograph at the same time. And uh, thank you so much for joining me.